Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. Christmas, bloody Christmas. Well, how much of it do you remember? <laughs> Most of it. Russ and I watched it together because he was here for the holidays and we were hanging out and we saw it and we were, well, we had tied one on. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, Six sheets to the wind. Yes. I can't imagine. And uh, I remember enough of it to know that if I had not watched it in those circumstances, I don't think I would have had as good of a time with it. <laughs> I can certainly guarantee that. Uh, it was all right. It was, I would say it was an unremarkable film, but uh, not bad. <laughs> happy have today, New gentlemen? Year, boys. Yeah, Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. First podcast of 2023 that we'll we're be recording in that We're not changing anything. That's right. I mean, until we change something, but. Yeah, in, stuff, in stubborn defiance to progress, we change nothing until one day we go, hey, we should change this. Our ratings, which plateaued with episode one and have remained there ever since. <laughs> <laughs> we know what 17 people like. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you're overestimating our reach. For untitled.txt. Our sittings are currently at Fry 65, James 62. Now, for our first movie of this year, I'm going to go ahead and give out the title because then untitled.txt will make more sense. A listener has suggested Money Plane. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> which is a perfect title. <laughs> it really is. So, in honor of this perfect title, all today's answers or movies that rhyme with money plane. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. We're starting it off well. This was so much fun. All right, let's it see. It would have been a much more awkward game if you hadn't explained that. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> this film's life began as a script called The Seller, which had nothing to do with the concept it would eventually become. The script was acquired by J.J. Abrams Production Company and adapted to become this movie. J.J. Abrams rhymes with money. Plan. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, nice. Despite the games being based around slow motion or bullet time shootouts, there are only three slow motion shooting sequences in this whole movie. Oh, oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's the rhyming part. Yeah, what yeah, was that I don't... movie? I don't know how to... 2008. Despite the games being based around oh. slow motion bullet time. That would be video. Oh, Max Payne. Max Payne. Mac ah, there you go. Oh, I was thinking of that stupid movie where they almost shoot Angelina Jolie sometimes. Oh, that's Wanted now. <laughs> yeah, Wanted. That was dumb. Are there games based around that? No, I, was, <laughs> I, I misheard that part. A game with curvy bullets might be fun but i'm not sure how they yeah I, that's a great mechanic for a game i think it's a pretty dumb thing to base an entire movie around but you know what do i know i'm not in hollywood while demi moore and the rest of the main cast endured a mini boot camp in florida vigo mortensen prepared gi jane that's the one nice <laughs> 
Viggo Mortensen prepared on his own. He observed actual training in naval bases, talked to some retired SEALs, and some of the other cast members were angry that he didn't go through what they went through, but that resentment was exactly what he wanted. Yeah. I I, I am curious about that last fact there, because I've heard of, sim- of similar movies that did kind of the same thing. Yeah, like in Saving Private it- Ryan, Matt Damon did the same thing. I don't know how I feel about that. It's a little like manipulative to just do this, but it it really gets you know it, it seems like it probably improves the performance. It gets them get into the headspace too. I think when you have to emote for a living, sometimes you have to be a little manipulative. As long as it's all part of the job, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think in other in other job fields, it would not have been as good. Like if, <laughs> well, no. If my company sent like. 80% of us to some like arduous training camp. I, I don't just for some benefit for us to resent the other 20%. I'm having trouble figuring out how that there's no be- the yeah, there's no benefit there. Now, it can go too far. See Jared Leto sending used condoms, but <laughs> I do think there are some valid, there's some valid methods out there. Like, you know, just not having to go through the same training is not an active, like, you know, I, I don't know the Jared Leto sending used condom story, and I feel like I need. Oh, when he was the Joker, he was trying to be all Jokery, and he... Jared Leto's the kind of guy who, if he was going to hit you with a bat, he'd pick up the wrong end of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, that would still hurt. Like, it wouldn't be as effective, but you could still hurt somebody with the wrong end of the bat. It still sort of works, but you know it's not how it was supposed to be. So he sent used condoms to whom? Uh, Oh, his fellow cast members. His Suicide Squad co-stars. Yeah. Great guy. Um, what were the reactions? They were not happy. They weren't po- mostly positive. Well, I think so, it depends. I mean, some what would you go so far as to call it unprofessional. Can <laughs> to you, send you? I mean, it condoms. seems like a like a unique thing to sell on eBay. Ooh, there's a market for it. Well, those, all, that market is wrong. <laughs> it should be purged. <laughs> well, I mean, Jared Fry, is the one that. who created the product. Fry, I've decided the 41st millennium starts now, and I'm going to start purging all the heretics. <laughs> Chief who, among them, Then who Jared will listen Leto. to our podcast? Oh, good point. Uh, let's see. Con- used condoms, anal beads, sticky Playboy magazines, and a mouse given to Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie kept the mouse. Yeah, I mean, Aww. she's not she's not a monster, unlike Adorable. Jared Leto. <laughs> I bet he didn't even put air holes in the box. Was it a live mouse or a dead mouse? Well, she kept it. You can well, keep either of those things. Well, taxidermy. Pour some exists. resin on it. I was well, taxidermy, or I guess resin would. No, resin wouldn't work unless you mummified it first. It would still rot inside the resin. Yes, that's while. true. I used to pour resin yeah. on my uh, insects that I caught when I was a kid. That can work Make if you. I think you still have to dry them out first. Yeah. I saw a, a video not long ago of a guy who did uh, several fruits in resin, and six months later they hadn't started to get decay at all. Well, I saw a video of a guy who put an entire pizza in resin, and it did rot. So, fuck you. We are all going <laughs> to watch that. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm being so adversarial, Fry. I'm sorry. It's the first episode of the year. We got the the New Year jitters. The New Year, uh, the new year crazies. No, I think I was just being cantankerous. Anyway, sorry, Russ. Let's continue. About, I'm about as far from jittery as you can get. We're yeah. recording a, a podcast, right, about movies, <laughs> something like that. Brian De Palma said that he got the idea for this movie from a friend of his who is or was a child psychologist who took time off from his practice to be able to study the development of his own child extensively full time. 
Oh, yeah, I know this one. It's uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grain? <laughs> <laughs> what, what year was it? It was 1992, starring John Lithgow. Oh. Hmm. Oh, shit. Harry and the Henderson. No. <laughs> uh, John Lithgow. And it rhymes with money play. Do movies that end in... Are you counting movies where the name ends in plane as rhyming with plane? Uh, yes. So, like, Snakes on a Plane, you would say rhymes with money plane? Of course. Okay. I don't think the same word is a rhyme for itself, but, but this isn't a poetry <laughs> podcast. Don't uh, be a shithead, Fry. If it makes you feel any better, I never did that. Okay. okay. Well, and also, I mean, the phrase Snakes on a Plane is funny i mean it's just, that's just sort of is like you don't have to work for that's it's like it, it just that's just is comedy you don't have to work for that one boys that is raising cane oh i didn't oh, okay. know john was that was john lithgow oh yeah he has multiple shit. personalities oh yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah been a long time denzel washington trained for over a year with a boxing coach and lost 60 pounds to play the lead in oh God, I know what I know. The movie you're talking about, <laughs> obviously, I just don't remember the title. Is it is it a boxing movie? <laughs> it is well, not really. Yeah, oh. it, p- part part of me wants to say Raging Bull just because I think it's funny, but like, <laughs> it's more a uh, it's it's more a courtroom drama. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, Kramer versus Money Train. No, what was it called? <laughs> I forget. I I don't remember. I, I got this, here. Boys, this is the story of the hurricane. Yes, that oh, was what it was. Okay. I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't remember the, the, yeah. Okay, nice. Note the size of Will Ferrell's U.S. flag lapel pin during this movie. As his character begins to flounder in the poles, the flag grows larger until it is five times bigger than the original. <laughs> what? Oh, God. I do remember the- this movie. <laughs> the only movie about American politics that I have ever watched and enjoyed was My Fellow Americans. Hmm. And that was a long time ago, so if it sucks and it's bad, like it just means I forgot. I'll give you another hint. Uh, okay. Zach Galifianakis has an uncle who was a representative in North Carolina, the location of this film. Is, is Zach Galifianakis also in the movie, or is yep. that just an interesting fact? Nope, he is in the movie. Is that the one about the politician who becomes like a rapper? Oh, or God, something? no! I've seen this movie. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> Will Ferrell is funny when he's playing a straight man. He's not funny when he's like giving jokes. Disagree, but okay. Oh God! Yeah, that's a fair disagreement, but it's just my personal opinion. Well, boys, I, y- y'all are floundering. That is the campaign. I of have course, not seen it. Of course, <laughs> it's good. You should see it. We'll do it for an episode. You you say that about every fucking movie. It's good. You should see it. Oh god. I know that's my whole job here. Get get with the program. I know. Brad Pitt's character says that he never forgets a face but struggles to remember who the wolf is. In real life, Brad Pitt has prosopagnosia, a condition that impairs the ability to recognize familiar faces including one's own. He has said in interviews that just as his character does in this movie, he needs to remember the context and the situation where he's met someone to remember who they are. 2022. Oh, a recent Brad Pitt movie. Oh. It's not just called, like, The Train or something, is it? <laughs> it is not okay. just called The Train. 
I'm wondering how much silence I'm going to cut from this segment. You're going to cut <laughs> a lot days of silence out of this. Russ, ho- hopefully it's all of it. <laughs> the cutting room floor is just going to be silent. I don't have uh, any answer for yeah, this. Yeah, I, I got nothing for this either. Well, it's not called The Train, but it is called Bullet Train. I did not see it. Bullet Train. Forgot all about that. Movie. Was that the one that was a ripoff of Train to Busan, or was it something no. else? No, no, no. Okay. This is a martial arts comedy. You should see it. Ah. ah. A few days before the premiere of this movie, Prince had a nightmare that Siskel and... Purple e- Rain. Purple Rain. <laughs> Fair. That good. was the only answer. Uh, Prince had Can't a even be that... mad at that one. That was good. <laughs> and I'm Prince just going to had... keep over talking over Russ trying to... Um, <laughs> now. Hey, Fry, why don't you shut up and let Russ uh, finish his, his thing? There. It's it's a... I have the edit button. <laughs> it's Yeah, but it's funnier when Fry and I argue about it. Prince had a nightmare that Siskel and Ebert despised the film, with Ebert in particular ripping it apart. He said, I dreamed those two guys on the TV were reviewing the movie, and that fat guy was tearing me up. Siskel and Ebert, <laughs> Siskel and Ebert both loved the movie. That's hilarious. That's awesome. This was the first full-length feature in Claymation, 1985. Thomas the Train? Frosty the Snowman. (laughs) (laughs) No. That was stop motion, not claymation. What was that? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain? Nope. Deer? Claymation. I will give you another clue. There is a long-time rumor that the Mysterious Stranger segment was cut from television broadcasts because it was considered likely to disturb children. This was debunked by the director. Yeah, I can debunk that now. All claymation is disturbing. There's no reason to cut a particular portion of it. They use it in Mad God for a reason. I don't have an answer. I got I got nothing here either. Nothing doing. That was The Adventures of Mark Twain. Oh, oh that's not what I would cut out of that story um, if I was showing it to children. <laughs> but, uh, you know. And your last question. After working on this film, composer Ennio Morricone said that he would probably never again collaborate with Quentin Tarantino, since he didn't like the way he places music in his films without coherence, which is a quote, and never giving enough time. However, Morricone and Tarantino collaborated again on The Hateful Eight, which earned Morricone his first Academy Award. Oh, so it was before that. Hmm... Our listeners are screaming. I know. <laughs> Hush, listeners. We, we're trying to think, and we can't hear ourselves. I mean, you pick these obscure directors. <laughs> movies no one's heard of. No, shut up. There, Quentin Tarantino there, one... has made nine movies. Yeah, it's not It's not that hard. I just need to think. Wait, I don't... All of them classics. Yeah, I know, Rush. Shut up. <laughs> well, Django Unchained. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, yes. I was trying to remember that one, too. That's, I could that's picture actually, scenes from it, but I couldn't tell you the name. God damn. You know, it's funny. Like, Django Unchained is the only movie he's made that I've watched like a million times. I keep, every now and then I'll sit down. I'm like, I'm going to watch The Hateful Eight again. And I'm like, I can't do this on a weeknight. <laughs> it's a great movie, but I can't watch it on a weeknight. Boys, 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 boys. It's mm. a new year. Because Yay. that was one to Fry, four to James, which puts the scores at... 66 and 66. Nice. Wow. I guess uh, rhyming answers are James's thing. (laughs) Some of the time. 
Well. All right, sorry. Wait, hold on. Let me do that again. Yes, yes. Some of the time. <laughs> well, what can we say well, about 2020 and Money Plane? Yeah, I'm immediately intrigued by the title. I don't, I don't, Fry, I'm just going to tell you straight up. It's a new year. This is my gift to you. I don't think this is going to be a hard pitch just based <laughs> you know, on the title. I don't think I know a nothing movie else about Money it. Plane ever should be a hard pitch. I think you yeah. ought to see the title. Like, Money Plane is one of those titles that you just see the spine of that Blu ray in, in your life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, know, I feel <laughs> like I know what that movie's going to be about and whether or not I want to watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's one, of, it's one of those ones where you're at, you're at the video rental store that doesn't exist anymore and you're like, yeah, I'm going to grab that one. I think whatever fry, whatever angle fry is going from, I think I'm going to torpedo it just for fun. <laughs> so, the Money Plane is is not an original story. I've heard some of this before. Okay. We've got a thief who's in debt to a mob boss or a mm-hmm. crime boss of some kind. Mm-hmm. And... He's being given one chance to do one last big score and get out of the game (laughs) and also protect his family who is under threat if he doesn't do the the big score. Hey, Fry, who plays our errant thief? Yes. Our our thief is, is that Adam Copeland? Adam Copeland. Yes, that's correct. By what mononym is Adam Copeland more commonly known? Oh, that's right. I did look. I did look this up afterwards because it stands out so much. Adam Copeland is also known as WWE Superstar Edge. <laughs> oh, I, it's a wrestler. Okay, it's I a wrestler. Yes. All Edge, hail, I, I, I all praise Edge me to the from... Rock for he has brought us wrestlers in in the cinema. Edge, I remember a lot from. I, I used to watch wrestling a lot. And Edge in particular did a lot of like high flying, like jumping off of ladders and the ropes and whatever was around to land on somebody else. Appropriately named, yes. And so we put him in a plane <laughs> where he Wait, I have a qu- I do have anything. a question about I do have a question about the Edge's wrestler days. Uh was he also edgy or was or was that just more like a James? If all I'm remembering edgy. If I'm remembering correctly, he and Chris Jericho were in a group together that was all about being edgy and, you know, we're, we're the, the cool new young wrestlers or something. Ah, okay. Remember The Godfather? Yeah. He used to be Papa Shango. <laughs> I would like to point out the racial sensitivity of late 90s WWE. Yeah. Okay. That was a pimp who who was a witch doctor. Yes, I yeah. Okay, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's like something you that's like something we don't have would time for a, that. That's something that's something you would see in a Saints Row game. Hey Fry, who plays the crime boss? This is my favorite casting choice that has ever been made. And honestly, oh. this is the only other thing I should need to tell you about this movie <laughs> to get you to watch it. Because mm. the crime boss is played amazingly by award-winning star of stage and screen, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, okay. Now that is good. 
But the yeah, problem oh, is when you build it when you build it up like that, I thought you were gonna say Brian Blessed, and I was like, <laughs> Brian well, with this podcast, I have to go watch this movie. Kelsey Grammer, also an excellent choice, but when you built it up, I was think you can't the problem with that is when you say star of stage and screen, my mind goes to Brian Blessed. And I know Kel- he's older now, but Kelsey Grammer, I, I just I wanted to look up some stuff about Kelsey Grammer real quick. He's Kelsey Grammer dude. got his training at Juilliard. Yes. And and yes. The Old Globe Theater, and his first professional acting job was the 1981 Broadway uh, revival of Macbeth. Yes. And now he's in Money Plane. (laughs) (laughs) Can I assume that he is eating the scenery, or... He is amazing. Oh, yes. Every every moment he's on the screen is the best moment of the movie. (laughs) Excellent. It also stars as best friend to Edge for whatever reason, Thomas Jane, the Punisher himself. Oh, yeah, okay. I I like. I Thomas knew I Jane. recognized him. So here, here's the thing about Thomas Jane that I think a lot of people missed. He is a really good Punisher. Was that a good Punisher movie? Eh, it was all right. But Thomas Jane not. also starred in a fan-made Punisher film, a very very short film. It's like ten minutes long, which you can find on YouTube, and it is excellent. Nice. And I'm not even a Punisher fan, and I thought it was great. So, Fry. All right, so I've told you who's in the movie. Yes. And that we have just some bog-standard setup for a, a heist movie. I presume we have some money, which is on a plane. Oh, it's so a heist. This, oh, this okay. This one last job that Kelsey Grammer sends them off to do oh, okay. is to rob the money plane. Now, what is the money plane, you ask? Is it a <laughs> transport ship where they... Transport billions of dollars between the, countries? No, the that's mu- stupid. The, the, the money plane is every bit as real as dragons <laughs> and yeah. fairies and everything else. Yeah. It, it's it's not any kind of bank transfer or you know government you know <laughs> fund transfer or humanitarian wait, wait, aid or wait, anything ooh, like that. Ooh, ooh, sir, sir, I have yes. a question, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, in what form is the money being... Please tell me it's like gold bricks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm... I'm so glad you asked, because the yes. money is in two forms. Ah. Uh, there is a fair amount of cash currency on board. Okay, yeah, sure. That, of course, they need to get on and, and take off with them. Good. And sure, also, sure. there is billions or possibly trillions of dollars of cryptocurrency aboard. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Surely you mean... Uh, many, many crypto mining computers because one does not need to transport no. cryptocurrency in the no, physical. the currency world. is on the plane. As the crypto bros call it, the meat world, I believe. The, it's on the servers. The crypto is on I, the servers on the plane. Okay. As crypto and is transported. They have so to go he, there to rob it. I, what I want to see is the edge running around a plane with like an old HP or a Dell or something just clutched. <laughs> Sadly, you don't get that. No, I thought that might be a bit much to hope for. That's all right. <laughs> you do get one of my, one of the scenes involving the edge. It's just one of my like favorite <laughs> stupid moments in a movie. Because part of their plan, you know, if you're going to heist something off a plane, it's helpful to take control of the plane. Yes. So, so part of their plan involves using someone who is pretending to be one of the uh, flight attendants, okay, to get the pilot to come out. 
so that the edge could like you know elbow drop him and then they could take over the plane yeah he's gonna do like a sweet wrestling move on him. yeah <laughs> so all parts of that plan work and the okay. edge goes into the plane <laughs> he, he goes into the cockpit now with the pilot knocked out and he is stunned to find out about the existence of co-pilots. Uh, I, 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 I want to point I out, also, we still haven't told James what's happening on the plane. We really haven't. I almost no. don't think we need to, but we should because it's hilarious. <laughs> what, what's happening? The money plane is an illegal casino. I guess it's illegal <laughs> because it's in international waters. It's inter- the sky is above international waters. <laughs> international airspace. Yeah. So they they get on this. Everyone knows that airspace is international. No one knows owns the air over America. You can just fly whatever you want through it. Uh, so, yeah, that so they, that is not correct. But go ahead. The business of this money plane is that they invite hardcore criminals to mm-hmm. get on their plane to gamble legally because criminals do prefer to do their gambling legally, and then when they land. They just, you know, leave and they have their money and they didn't do anything illegal. Hey, so, in, in, hey James, James, so, James, 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 yeah, James, James. Yes, yes. Ask Fry. Ask Fry. What can you bet on? Ask Fry what you can bet on, James. Okay. Okay. That. Yeah, I will ask that. That is a good question. Hey, Fry, what, what can you bet on in this illegal casino? Well, there's a number of options. I'm glad you <laughs> uh, You got to start things off normal. So we start sure. off with a nice game of Texas Hold'em. You can bet okay. on that. Then... That game ends, and the next game is chosen to be Russian Roulette. Russian Roulette, where yes. a player, where a player is a thousand percent introduced as being undefeated at Russian Roulette. That is not how <laughs> Russian Roulette works. Uh, I, I do have a question: Is it live ammo, or do they just oh, lose yes. the money? Oh okay. no, it is live and ammo. I, I have a follow-up question: And they're on a plane, you said? Yes, yes, an airplane in the sky. With a with a loaded weapon, I think there's probably several loaded weapons aboard. Yeah, I mean there wouldn't just be one because there'd be a line, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, they okay. just play Russian roulette on board. Of I see plane. nothing wrong with that. All right, cool, cool, cool. But you also, and this is where things get really great because there's two rooms. There's the gaming room, yeah, and then there's what they just call the betting room, yeah. And this room is lined with couches. And you can bet on various things that are going on and then watch the thing happen on the monitor. Uh-huh. And when I say various things going on, I think the first one is a fight between a man and a cobra. And you <laughs> bet on how long the man lives. Yes. Is the man restrained in any way or are they just in like a very small space? Like, like just pit. in a fairly small space. Yeah. It's a plane. So no, 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 man, no. The pit's not on the plane. They're watching that via the servers, yeah. presumably. Oh, yeah. okay. Because okay. I feel like I could survive for a very long time against a cobra in a reasonably sized area. There, I mean, there's a whole movie about that. We're not going to get into that. Snakes, uh, like, strike quickly, but they don't, you know, cobras don't move that quickly. You'd be all right. And I do want to point out, because cause you may be missing some of the subtlety and nuance here. Oh, oh, they oh. <laughs> are betting on these activities. Yeah, I got that. From the I plane. That. It's a yes, casino. I understand. Because they're in international waters. And it's illegal. And, there's, and it's illegal to bet on the butt. And that's where the, the actual already... thing The actual thing happening, the man being thrown in a pin with a cobra, yeah. is on the ground somewhere in the world. No, 
No, I understand that. I understand that part of it. Once you said Russian roulette, I was like, ah, it's that kind of movie. Yes. So I was, yeah. I'm not I, questioning the, at that level anymore. We are going to be a fucking disaster this episode. Uh, <laughs> I have to point out everyone, uh, all of the, all of the billionaire criminals on the money plane are yes. dressed like as types of things. And so there's like the cowboy billionaire, you know? <laughs> oh, it's that trope yeah. again for, for, from, from the, uh, from the parkour movie. Yeah, 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 and they all dress like an like what a nine year old would think a billionaire would dress like, like like they have like you yeah. know diamond encrusted jackets and such like. Speaking and they have, of that, and they have the best conversations because they're always like in their conversation they say what illegal thing they're doing like no one would ever do, and so they're like, yeah, I love being a weapons dealer and a human trafficker. <laughs> Russ, speaking of a nine year old's conception of what a criminal looks like. Do you remember when that that one time, like not not for the wedding recently, but like a long time ago, we were in Vegas and we walked past one of the over, ludicrously overpriced shop stores, and in the window they had a sport coat made of snake skin. Yeah, and I have never simultaneously wanted anything more in my entire life <laughs> and detested anything more in my entire life. Well, good it news. It was the kind of coat you wear. People are wearing it a, on money plane. Yeah, it's the kind of coat you wear to like an offshore drug deal in my head as a six-year-old. It is not, and you're not you're not even carrying a briefcase. You're carrying a sack with a dollar sign on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a sack with a dollar sign. <laughs> now, while they're while they're betting on these these ridiculous things, yes, uh, one of the members of the heist, his job appears to be to just kind of hang out and be cool for a while. Yeah, and. He keeps, like, accidentally betting on things where he doesn't know what he's betting on and winning every time. Uh-huh. He, uh, he starts <laughs> off by getting involved in the Russian roulette game, and then he walks into a room, and they, it's just a picture of a man at the moment. They're like, hey, do you want to? how long do you want to bet on? And he's like, I don't know, like 10 minutes or something? And they're like, ooh, aggressive. He has no idea what he's talking about. And <laughs> yeah. they throw a snake in with the guy. And he manages to survive for like ten minutes or whatever the whatever the guess was, and all all of these he just keeps getting it exactly right. And the yeah. other billionaires are like, "Man, that guy's awesome! Way to go!" <laughs> I so so I don't know why, but when you first started describing this movie in my head, as dumb as this idea, it was like a federal transport of money on a plane. That I mean, he's stealing from other criminals that his crime boss told him to steal from these other criminals. Yes, absolutely. I feel like if this ever gets back to them tracing it to the crime boss, the crime boss is not going to have a fantastic day. But how would that ever happen? I know. <laughs> There's just no also, way, right? Also, hey, how hey, much hey, is, Fry, he, is he... I think we should tell James something. Uh, I think we should tell him Kelsey Grammer's name. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, do that. <laughs> Fry's, Fry can't even speak. He's like laughing so hard. I can't possibly say it. I'm laughing Oh, too my much. God. All right. Oh, give me a second. All right. Kelsey okay. Grammer plays a character whose full legal name is Darius Emanuel Grouch III. And whose... <laughs> Grouch? Grouch. Grouch. And whose, whose criminal nickname... Is the rumble? <laughs> this this is giving me some Zorg vibes here, and they call the house that he lives in Rumble HQ. Oh wow! Okay, 
I hope he lives up to that name as a character. I would say yes. I think Kelsey I mean, Grammer is the best part of this movie. So yes. I, be- I believe Kelsey Grammer is capable of doing that. It's At this point, it's on the director and the script to make that happen. But I agree. Good casting. <laughs> the cowboy billionaire. You know, the ninja billionaire. <laughs> the pirate billionaire. Okay. This movie uh, also, like, I don't want to tell you all of the things that happen in this movie because it, it's, it's just great. But mm-hmm. one of the things that does happen is a drone and i'm not talking like an air force drone yeah uh, i am talking like a you can buy at oh yeah fries uh drone, <laughs> yes. yes uh with what a pistol on it fries. that i I've, i believe you're you're referring to micro center yeah that's the one it, it's got a pistol strapped to the bottom that perfectly what? headshots somebody <laughs> what see the machines were a bad idea Wait, wait! Don't how let does Boston Dynamics see this. Does it? <laughs> does it have like a little robotic hand to pull the trigger? Well, it's kind of it's the... kind of a it, well one finger kind of. You know, it's just a switchy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no. Okay, man, they missed how... out. They could have put like a robot hand in one of those like yellow yeah. dishwashing gloves and then flown yeah. the drone around. So no, I, I do have a question though, and I hate to dive into all this detail, but I'm fascinated by this. How much bigger is the drone than the pistol? Not very much. So, like, it's the kind they of size where they weigh the same. Well, <laughs> so it's the kind of size where if the drone shot the pistol, it would be knocked wildly off trajectory. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. I uh, I <laughs> almost can't out. think of anything else to tell you about this. Uh, like, well, surely well, I, you I, want I actually, to see this movie. I actually do have a question. <clears throat> okay. And this is a stupid question, but I feel like that's where we're at this this evening. <laughs> what is the complication that arises that gives rise to the action-y part of the film? Some of the money plane guests see them robbing the place. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Because okay. it's a plane, and it's not and, very big, yeah. and there's a lot of people <clears throat> on it. It should have been called Crime Plane, but that's fine. Russ, I would love to hear <laughs> whatever you have to say about this film. Um, I want to, here are two fun facts. Yeah. Um, Thomas Jane smokes a pipe in one scene that he wasn't scripted to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) He just brought it to He just had a pipe that day. (laughs) There is a character called the concierge. Uh Uh-huh. And that's how you say that word. Yeah. The concierge can't pronounce concierge. (laughs) How does he say it? Concierge. Concierge. Okay. That's a more international sounding way of saying it. <laughs> and they're in international waters. <laughs> an, that's how you say it in furin. <laughs> well, I have to admit this this review is going just slightly better than I thought it was going to be going. <laughs> <laughs> so, Russ, it's, what... Can you philosoph like do you have a philosophy? Oh, absolutely, on this absolutely. Okay, all right. No, no, I'm Yeah, that's not that's where here. I want to get to the meat of that because I'm I fascinated. really can't wait to hear this. I either. have no idea what it's gonna yeah. be. I want to talk about AI art. Ah. Okay. Russ, what does that have to do with money playing? Shut up, we'll get there. Uh, so there topical. has there's been a big hullabaloo about this as of late. Now the big thing comes down to two concerns. And the first is that AI is generating art and you know. Robots are scary. But the second thing is that it's using artists' actual art to learn how to make art. And so, right. like, it learns via 
sending out tendrils. To be fair, and, this is also how people learn to make. Here we go, Fry defending the fucking robots again. <laughs> All right, tipping my cards. Don't worry. Here's what I need to okay. tell you: new things are scary. It's because they're new and they're uncertain. Now, it's fun to be alarmed. Don't worry. I want to quote a very inspiring Twitter thread here from John Niemeister, and I will just use his own words. As an artist, art director, and educator, I'm less concerned about AI and more concerned with the sentiment of aspiring artists. Why should I continue to practice when a computer will take my job? I'd like to offer some thoughts and encouragement. First, making art is a deeply rewarding, soul-enriching experience. There's nothing like it. Even if AI changes or displaces jobs, uh, isn't life where you're making art better than life where you aren't? Keep making it. Second, AI art cannot be copywritten. This is a big deal. Summarizing now. Third, the threat of AI is wildly overstated. It's like buying a synthesizer, scrolling through the presets, and saying, wow, it sounds like music I've heard. The artists <laughs> I hire get a piece of concept art, a model reference, and a narrative brief. With only that information, they develop stories that fit the character, design scenes that tell the story, and execute it beautifully. And AI has no awareness of the character it's rendering. It can't dig deep into human history and personal experience to find a way to express a character in the most meaningful way. It can only add a bunch of color on top of an approximation of things it's already seen. And I will link the whole thread because there's a whole lot more good points in there. And also, there's a lot of little funny things that you can poke at, like the fact that AI art has trouble with really specific things like hands and feet. Yeah. yeah. But I also <laughs> want to point out that Rob Layfield couldn't draw hands or feet either, and that didn't stop him from succeeding. The, the fascinating thing about that is, as bad as Liefeld was at, at, at feet particularly... And sometimes chests in profile. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. And pouches. I can't draw, so I should point that out. The way that the AI does it is so much worse <laughs> and more disturbing. Yeah. Like with Rob Liefeld, it was like, oh, he just he just didn't want to draw the feet. So they're off frame. But the AI is like, uh, how many feet do humans have? Uh, six, right? I think it's six. Two or three and, per foot at least. It's Well, it's like six with a question mark. Can you find all the hidden feet? It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Also, my wife is an artist by trade, specifically mm. in the digital environment, and she is so unconcerned by this AI art thing. With yeah. regards to the theft aspect, she shares Fry's view completely. If she compares it to taking your sketchbook to a museum and copying the works of other extremely famous artists. Now, did you steal those works, or did you use them to learn? And if you say you use them to learn, what you're really worried about is efficiency in that the machine can do it faster than you can. Well, welcome to every single industry ever, including mine. In my day-to-day -day job, I record my voice quite a lot because I narrate educational videos and lectures, and there are plenty of AI voices out there, but people seem to prefer the real thing. Mm -hmm. What about the things that were considered huge threats when they were created, and now they're industry standard? Because I'm old enough to remember when Photoshop was released. And the things that people were saying were hilarious. No real photographer would ever use Photoshop. Photoshop is cheating. If you use Photoshop, you don't know how to take pictures. Like, can you imagine anyone saying that today? <laughs> I would just like to offer a counterpoint. Uh, burn the robots. <laughs> anyway, please continue. You're very interesting. So, it, so off your soapbox, Russ. What the hell does this have to do with money plane? Okay. This movie is exactly why we don't need to worry about AI art of any kind. <laughs> because human men wrote this. They wrote the story. They wrote the dialogue. And this is so much worse than anything AI could ever bring us. 
<laughs> so you should watch this movie just to see how bad things can get and why we should definitely welcome the AI artist overlords. Because at least they would keep some sort of standard of quality, even if it was weird and in the uncanny valley. Um, yeah. So obviously it's a terrible movie. So now I'm faced with one of those great dilemmas we have on our podcast. Fry loves it, but Fry loves every movie. And with the best will in the world, Fry, we don't have the same taste in movies. <laughs> so the, But so this the problem, one is right up your alley. You say that about every movie that we watch because you want me to watch it so that you can we can joke about it next time, have, which is when admirable. Ever, when have I ever done that? Which is admirable and also your job on the podcast, so nice work. Um <laughs> The question is, is it funny bad or am I just going to be annoyed watching it? That's that what is I'm a trying good to question. Oh, yeah, I, and I, I think you will laugh at it. I think it's pretty funny bad. Well, yeah, but it's on me to figure it I out. I laughed a hell of a lot of times and all, for yeah. all the wrong reasons. The Russian roulette scene alone is fucking hilarious. I was, that is like, oh, I know what I'm in for now, as though I didn't I before. I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to this point, gentlemen. There is no way in hell that I can not watch a movie called Money Plane. So, yes, <laughs> I will watch it. Uh, they did a good job, and so did you. I wrote down my favorite quote from Money Plane, delivered mm-hmm. towards the end. Rules were meant to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that because that's the kind of thing that like an action hero on like, I don't know about that much about drugs, but if there's a drug that makes you jittery and hyperactive, oh, I guess, I guess speed. <laughs> there's, I guess there's lots of drugs that do that, but you know, They're that's the kind of thing you would say before you had time to fully think through what you were saying as a cool action hero line, <laughs> like rules are meant to be fucked. Uh, I mean, goats, I mean, ah! <laughs> Oh, that's what it is. That's something Alex Jones would say. Oh, my God. (laughs) It does sound like that. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen those videos on YouTube of that guy who edits Alex Jones into, like, 40K characters? And they match perfectly with the universe of (laughs) 40K? There's one where he edited this big series of someone giving, like, all the major events in Warhammer 40K. And... Everything Alex Jones says matches exactly with this fictional universe, and it's very, very funny. I'll send you a link after the podcast if you haven't seen it. Good, it's nice, fucking hilarious. So yeah, what are we I, gonna watch? Well, next? I, there's one more thing oh. I want to say about this movie. Yes, yes, uh, which I I didn't know until I did some research into it, and uh, oh. this fact just makes me so happy. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Now, bear in mind this was released in 2020. Uh, yes. There were some things going on in the world at the time. I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, what do you think the box office for this movie was? <laughs> low. Low. Okay. Low. What's what's low for a box office movie? Uh, for a box office takings for a movie starring five customer? bucks and a wooden nickel. Uh, it did do better than that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it made. $618. Oh, no. <laughs> I almost feel bad for it now. Maybe I won't after I watch it. But According to Box Office Mojo, its worldwide rollout got it $618. US you, could, you could get more people in a theater than that by just showing a static picture of a Transformer on the screen. <laughs> That's a bummer. 
I read a uh, interview with the makers of this movie. Uh, yeah. Somehow, not a one of them has seen the Wesley Snipes Woody Harrelson vehicle money train. <laughs> or, or, I mean, well, I, I, I haven't seen that one either, but I have heard of it. It did crop up, but I was, I, I, the problem is I can't not think of Snakes on a Plane, so, which is a funnier title. And also a better grossing movie. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> it's funny to think that there are like student projects filmed on camcorders that managed more than 680. Fry, there are TikToks that have grossed more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing to think that like they made a whole movie, a bunch of a bunch of people got together and worked really hard to release this. Yeah, yeah. And it made just enough to buy a PlayStation 5 in a game. I do I do feel I actually feel I, kind of bad. That's, that's I hope kind of, they can a, agree on a game to share. I hope they get the residuals from whatever streaming service that it is now on. Um there's it's so funny. It Edge? Oh, Denise Richards is in it too. Uh she plays Edge's wife, I guess. Um okay. but it, but Edge Thomas Jane, Kelsey Grammer, yeah. and Denise Richards. This movie was like cast by eleven-year-old me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's funny because with that kind of cast, you could do a lot of stuff with a cast like that. But they decided to do this. I'm really disappointed that they got Edge to do this and then stuck him in a plane the whole time. I wanted him to jump over some things. <laughs> it was this whole shtick. No, he he like. No, what he's doing is expanding his role as an actor, right? He's he's branching out. Into the worst part looks terrified spaces. in every scene. <laughs> the, the worst part, I think Edge does kind of okay in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's got like this eye popping effect going all the time that makes me think he's just very My frightened wife. by the mo- the moment he's in. My wife asked about that. <laughs> she was like, "Why do his eyes look so big?" <laughs> Like, because that's the size his eyes are. Oh my god! Uh, his clothes don't quite seem to fit his body in a defined way. Like, there, there's some like, clicks. The, yeah, <laughs> there's a very uh, he can vibrate through he walls. He has a very strange screen presence, and it's especially a, strange when combined with Kelsey Grammer just yelling at him. He's got a body made for a unitard. Well, gentlemen, uh, I guess. Well, I guess before we spin the wheel, uh, what are you watching? Oh shit! Everyone, stop listening to this podcast and go watch the greatest anime of all time, which just came to Netflix. That is Naoki Urasawa's Monster. Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've seen Monster. That's My good. favorite, favorite anime of all time. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was on Netflix. Okay, cool. Very cool. I have recently found out that someone made a terrible adaptation of uh, a Terry Pratchett, not one of his books, but a series of books called The Watch. And I'm going to watch it, probably hate watch it, because I'm not not what you would call a huge Terry Pratchett fan, but there's a couple of good books in there, like Night Watch and The Fifth Element. Those are The Fifth Elephant, sorry. The Fifth Elephant. Uh, Slightly different. And they both center around a character who, anyway, I won't, I won't yammer on, but the, the, char- the characterization is really well done. Let's put it that way. And my understanding from reading, from listening to and reading reviews about the watch adaptation is it's none of those things. 
And I'm curious how wrong they got it. So I'm going to be watching that. I, I, it was released a couple of years ago, but I just found out about it. Go ahead. I Frank. remember reading that many people on the internet were were upset about choices made in it but i didn't look deeply into enough if in to see if this was like oh they're upset because it's bad versus they're upset because it's the internet i strongly well i strongly suspect that the show in a vacuum is fine maybe even entertaining but as a terry pratchett adaptation of you know in his disc world it doesn't really look like disc world <laughs> Looks more like cyberpunk. Fry, I so. want to add they're upset because it's the internet to daily parlance. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a fair explanation like, for things. That that should be used as a hand waving dismissal. Well it it I mean it is because because they are. What's going it, on with those people? Oh, they're upset because it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who are upset because they have a uh, loudspeaker and anonymity. Shall we spin the wheel? We shall. Since you successfully tricked me into watching this movie, that's probably going to suck. So documentary. Okay. We got a documentary. Uh, Do we like that or do we want to spin again? Have we seen too many documentaries recently? Or are we good? I mean, the last one was nuts. Yeah. Why don't we see if we can narrow documentary down a little bit, boys? Uh, we're not going to find those categories in the wheel, Fry. Um, but you can spin it anyway. That's totally cool. An action, action documentary. Docu- we are doing an action documentary. That's way too much fun. Okay, that does sound like fun. Okay, all right. Well, I was wrong, as usual. All hail the wheel. The wheel is right. The wheel is just. I don't even know what the hell that means, but we're going to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea, but it sounds like a fun challenge. And if you get stuck, we can always do a slightly different documentary. So, uh, yeah. Anyone have anything else that they would like to say? Maybe words of encouragement for the new year. Maybe it's just some dumb shit that's rattled around in your I, head. I do have a plan for the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I definitely plan to eat some tacos this year. So just some dumb shit. Cool, cool, cool. Russ, Russ, you're raising your hand. I will also eat some tacos. Oh, that's that is fantastic. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Hey James, watch this. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach.